0: Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, is the man himself posted up in the beautiful city of Madison, Wisconsin, our resident Wisconsin Badgers insider who has been on an absolute tear covering Wisconsin Badgers basketball and has just returned from East Lansing. After a monster victory earlier this week, my brother, Nicholas Osin of 24-7 Sports. Nick, how are you doing tonight, my brother?
1: Absolutely. I've been uh, very busy. It was a great, quick little trip over to East Lansing. Another massive victory for the Badgers. And, you know, staying busy with them. Obviously, recruiting going on. And the basketball team plays top-ranked Arizona this weekend. But for now, ready to talk a little bit of Bears preview and, of course, maybe make some picks.
0: Nick, there is certainly a tall task in front of these surging Wisconsin Badgers over the weekend. And if there's any team that can continue to knock off Titans in the top 25 rankings, it is this Wisconsin Badgers team because. They are playing at a level that almost no one thought was possible this season with so many new faces, but good Lord, are they playing great basketball and folks, you absolutely have to tune in. But of course, we are focused on the task at hand, Nick, and that is the beautiful game of football and specifically the National Football League. So folks, strap in for a wild one. And as always... All right, Nick. I cannot believe I am saying this, but our beloved Chicago Bears coming off of the bye are heading into week 14 in the NFL, and it truly just hit me today, Nick, that for our Bears and so many other fan bases that will not be seeing their teams in the postseason. We only have one month left of our team playing. Truly a month as we record this. They finished with the Green Bay Packers up at Lambeau on January 6th. So this one And the rest of the games moving forward means so much to me as we, of course, look for the continued development of Justin Fields, but also savor every last moment of this season, albeit an atrocious one. (laughs) We love watching this team play any given Sunday. So sadly counting these days while we have them because... In the blink of an eye, this season is a wrap. So we will cherish every opportunity we get to watch this team down the stretch. So, Nick, of course, we had the bye week in week 13. And just before that, had the unbelievable finish on Monday Night Football winning against the Minnesota Vikings without a touchdown. But now... (laughs) It is time to avenge an extremely difficult loss that we had just a few weeks ago down at Ford Field in a game where the Bears were in the driver's seat late, up two scores in the fourth quarter, and they squandered an opportunity to earn a divisional victory. And now they can flip the script and win back to back games in the division. Of course, defeating the Minnesota Vikings two weeks ago, and now with a great chance against the Detroit Lions, who, of course, beat us, then dropped one to the Green Bay Packers, and then most recently just skated by against the New Orleans Saints without Derek Carr. So I would not say that the Detroit Lions are at their strongest right now and the Bears have a great opportunity to strike.
1: Yeah, as you say, uh, we'll have to take in there, partner. But, uh, you know, I I think it's first off, it's safe to say they're not at their best, meaning Detroit. I think they've been on a little bit of kind of a downward slope really since November began. I think they're a good team. I think a lot of us, a lot of people, including us, I think, I certainly thought they had a chance to be a really good slash great kind of that top three or four in the NFC. They still could be. The record's very good and they have the pieces, but maybe still a bit early. That's one of the worst, not one of the most heartbreaking, just because we've seen plenty of it, but one of the worst collapses that we have ever seen as Bears fans that last game against the Lions. Now, fortunately, we should have won, and that was at their place. Now, coming off a bye, Offense didn't score a lot of touchdowns, obviously, against Minnesota, but moved the ball at times. Fields, actually a lot. Field got off to a great start. Defense looks phenomenal. The team is healthy. I I told you before the show that, wow, it's kind of a small spread for Detroit. I think it opened at minus three. It's up to minus three and a half. But I get it. I get why the Lions are favored. But as you, you all will hear later, I absolutely think the Bears can win this. And my two biggest keys are simply executing when we do move the rock. Touchdowns, not field goals, not missing field goals. I know Cairo doesn't miss often. And then forcing Jared Goff into some turnovers, like the Bears have done plenty of, including, I know, one of our favorite seasons, 2018.
0: Nick, the Bears have had Jared Goff's number in terms of handing the ball off to the opposing team. And the difference now is can this Bears defense take the ball away and Justin Fields take those drives into the end zone, as you mentioned. That really hit home with me as four picks in their last game against the Minnesota Vikings. And, of course, not very many points to show for it. All of their points coming off of field goals in the Cairo Santos game. But where I stand right now, it's plain and simple. We're catching the Lions at a great time as they are kind of finding their footing within the NFC. The Green Bay Packers are creeping up on them in the division, as crazy as that sounds. Mm Mm-hmm they're coming off of one of the best wins across the NFL against the Kansas city chiefs. So the Packers have a great deal to play for. And you know me, there's nothing I hate more than the green Bay Packers, but (laughs) Packers fans will continue to root for us to earn victories as it only helps their chances of making the playoffs, whether it's in the wild card or to overtake the division. So, we will have the North behind us this weekend, as even the Minnesota Vikings are still in the hunt. So, Oh, yeah. Of course, the Bears don't have a lot to play for in terms of, okay, can they reach the postseason? No, that's a wrap. And even after tonight in Thursday Night Football, the Bears have actually earned a two-game edge in the first overall pick as we own Carolina's pick, which is crazy because the Patriots stunned the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. So where I stand right now is, okay, the Bears have things almost locked up with that first overall pick. And if we win games, it does not affect our chances Mm -hmm. of getting that first overall pick. So here is Justin Fields' opportunity Gain back-to-back wins in the NFC North. And make a name for yourself down the road to continue in this position at starting QB for one of the most storied franchises in football. And defensively, Nick, of course, we know Jared Goff is prone to fumbling and even throwing interceptions. Do I think we get as many takeaways as we did a few weeks ago? Absolutely not. What I could see a mix of a strip sack and recovered by the defense as well as a late-game interception when the teams are battling in the fourth quarter because I think this will be a shootout. And as each divisional game has been tough, down-to-the-wire football, yeah. and the Bears have thrived on that as of late. So... I think we're in a great spot to win as the Lions have hit a weak point And this Bears defense has hit its peak in the 2023 season.
1: So this is where I, you know, I gave some of my keys and, and I'll make a score pick with my with my bold ones here in a minute. But just looking ahead a little bit, as you said, how kind of crazy it is. That we're almost, we're not almost done, but we're in the home stretch of the season. I think it's very, very, very possible that the Bears get to seven wins. I believe the over-under for the season was six and a half or seven, somewhere around there. And Justin Fields wins four out of his last six starts. So Vikings done on the road, no less. I'll give this away here, I guess. I think that the Bears went out right this weekend. I told you why. We've seen the, the model for it. Lions, yeah, they're at nine wins. They're, they're a good team, really good. But I do like the Bears. I'm going to say that they likely lose in Cleveland just because of that defense. But the way the Bears' defense is playing right now, and obviously no Deshaun Watson. I believe it's Joe Flacco these days for Cleveland. We'll say they split that game and another game I'll hit on. They better beat the Cardinals at home. <laughs> Kyler Murray, he's been solid, but not quite his peak self. So I'm going to say losing Cleveland, beat Atlanta at home. Very familiar with some of their key pieces. I actually, I like the matchup there. So specifically for the defense. We'll probably, that'll be close to a pick'em. Then Packers on the road, that'll be tough. But I like seven wins. And I think the biggest reason I think the Bears win this weekend is because of that extra prep time and a very comfortable, confident, and hopefully motivated Justin Fields.
0: Nick, you know I am so grateful for your final stretch breakdown, and I have since changed my tune in terms of that game up at Lambeau because – of the playoff implications that the Packers have at this point in the season, when we recorded not too long ago, they were looking at a similar outcome to us, just a game or so difference. I believe we actually had the same amount of wins at the time when I said the bears were going to take care of business up at Lambeau in January. But the Packers of course have everything in front of them right now playing an unbelievable game against the kansas city chiefs and that game could certainly cause them to make the postseason or the bears could have an opportunity like the lions did last year and strip the packers of a playoff opportunity which i certainly would not mind but This one right here in week 14 is crucial against the Detroit Lions. You already made your pick, and I would love to do so. But before that, I need to make some bold predictions. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say it's too bold that the Bears are going to win back-to-back games in the division because they already finished the first leg of that. But in doing so, offensively, Justin Fields in the fourth quarter will lead the Bears to -to back-to-back game-winning drives. But this time, it ends with the Bears scoring a touchdown, hopefully to DJ Moore or Cole Komet, because those have been the top dog targets for Justin Fields this season. And in sharing that bold prediction, I have to give you my score because that touchdown leads right into it. The Bears will be down 26-20 to in this football game and will be required to score a touchdown to finish the job down the stretch. And Justin Fields is going to lead a 50-plus yard drive into the end zone to cap it off at 27-26 with less than a minute and a half on the clock in regulation. That's how I feel this game will go. This team will not quit just because of a truly abysmal record, and we'll get one game closer to that seven-win prediction that you and I have at this point in the season.
1: I like that a lot. I I don't know. I'm kind of just feeling a little more high scoring, and I actually think it's a game that the Bears not dominate, but control for the most part. I've got a thirty to twenty six type ball game in favor of Chicago. I really, it's obviously not a crazy thing to say. Three point spread, the Bears, and this is what I said last show. I know. Pissed us both off, upset us both. Should be a six and six football team. We should have about three six and six teams. Yeah, in the division, because none of those should have been or were against the others. I'm thinking of Lions and the Broncos. Certainly one of them. Bold prediction. I'm just going offense this week. I'm I'm trying to get some good momentum there, as you say. And I like, yeah, I mean, I kind of gave it away in my score pick. In terms of 30 total points, I like Justin accounting for three scores, probably two passing, one rushing. And I actually think that there's like a missed extra point or something wild in there. And we actually get four touchdowns, just one field goal. I'm not thinking three touchdowns, three field goals to get to around that 30. I think it's super fair, as we just saw in some of tonight's NFL game, blocked kicks and such happen. But that's what I'm feeling. I'm relatively confident, maybe a little too confident, but I just its like I was texting with you and, and a friend it was like, dang, fields basically lost us that game. It seemed at one point against the Vikings, we never have quit on that guy marches right back. Gorgeous finish. hits more and then our guy Cairo does the rest. So I'm excited for this one you know, heavy work nights the next couple of days. And then I believe because the Packers play Monday night, I should be able to watch this game too. We'll be locked in. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about this.
0: Nick, I honestly feel like that win against the Minnesota Vikings was a lifetime ago. Of course, we just experienced the bye. And obviously our score predictions are right around the same idea. Of course, you like to throw in that wrinkle that, okay, maybe Cairo misses a kick. I certainly hope that's not the case. He hasn't played his best football as of late, which is sad to say.
1: But well enough.
0: But he obviously is the only reason we won the game last week. <laughs> so I will give a defensive prediction. And this one I will tag an extremely bold As Jalen Johnson has certainly played the best season of his young NFL career and is looking at an all-pro next to his name come the end of this season. He is someone that we always talk about, okay, can we get an extension on Justin Fields? Can we get an extension on our premier corner in Jalen Johnson? He has been a ball hawk this season. Doesn't always amount to an interception, but he's defending the ball extremely well and at an incredible level in the National Football League. He's had several dropped interceptions that looked like pick Hmm. sixes in front of him. And in this game, if Jared Goff turns the ball over, it's going to be Jalen Johnson hauling that thing in and returning it for six. That is my defensible prediction because he's due and he's playing the best football of his life. So give me the Bears in a close edge against the Lions and the defense shines once again, keeping the Lions at bay for another divisional victory. So Nick, I am feeling confident, and you mentioned the three-point spread. That sounds about right, honestly, because of what the Lions haven't been doing, and that's closing games. They let New Orleans back in late last week, and Jameis Winston was playing uh, some very different football, but somehow finding his way into the end zone. The Bears will not only cover but win the dang football game and mm-hmm. earn their fifth of the season.
1: Yeah, I really, I I couldn't agree more. And again, I'm excited to watch this one. It's a very winnable game. And I, I'm, I think I'm pretty comfortable saying that if the Bears do win, plenty of it will be because of Justin Fields. Obviously, he's the quarterback. But <clears throat> Lions are good enough on defense to kind of shut down one area. And I'm sure they're going to try to make Justin Fields really beat them with his arm. I think that there's probably going to be a heavy dose of Montgomery coming the other way, which certainly hurts us uh, watching a little bit. But we generally still pull for him. And, you know, I think it's going to be a really good game that will tell us a lot about the potential the rest of the season when, again, there are some winnable games left. But I know that as excited as you are, You've got a big-time pick of the week this week.
0: Nick, this one is going to be an astronomical pick. Thank you for leading me directly into it. (laughs) Sunday afternoon, following the Bears win at the 12 o'clock slate, I have a truly nuclear pick of the week, and that is, The Kansas City Chiefs minus one and a half at home inside of Arrowhead Stadium against the once great Buffalo Bills who have truly been floundering this season. Kansas City coming off of a primetime loss to the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. That was a slap in the face. And Patrick Mahomes is going to obliterate the Buffalo Bills, who have been in turmoil this week. Of course, with the conversation around Von Miller and then Sean McDermott having his brain completely short-circuit. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs dominating that one-and-a-half-point spread. I think they win by double digits against the Buffalo Bills and knock them out of any semblance of playoff contention. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey shine on their home field in the three o'clock slate.
1: Now, while I agree with your pick, you're saying it a little too excitedly because one of your absolute favorite players is not having the best season. However, it's not because of him necessarily. And I'm referring to Josh Allen. Jeez, the Bills have had so much going on. I I. It felt like even longer ago with the awful Von Miller story. You know that that has some of those potential details, which I've not gotten into a ton. But football, of course, I love the pick. I absolutely love it. It's actually one that I was considering making. I might. We'll see it. But mine is. I'm, I'm going to give you and more so our. Our wonderful listeners, the teaser here. This is one I'm pretty confident in. So I'm very, very confident in the Ravens. Basically, you tease them down to a pick So I'm very confident they can beat the Rams at home. Ravens, I believe, are coming off a bye. Rams have shown some real juice, three wins in a row. I like them for fantasy, but all the Ravens got to do is win. You know that fan base and, and that uh, place where the game will be great. And then I like the Broncos. To play within, I think it's nine and a half points at the Chargers. Broncos fans will travel okay. Most Chargers games are just within about one score. And Broncos are coming off a tough loss to the Texans. Russell Wilson had some chances. I think he will be better. Uh, I think that he can run a little bit enough when kind of that Chargers front seven collapses. So I feel pretty good about those picks in what should be a very fun week 14 Sunday.
0: Nick, I absolutely love your conversation around a divisional game out in the AFC between the Denver Broncos and LA Chargers. You know I have a great deal of love for not only Justin Herbert, but possibly the best edge rusher in the game right now, future Hall of Famer Khalil Mack who leads the National Football League with 15 sacks on the season. Jeez. Years following his Defensive Player of the Year award. I believe he won that almost nine seasons ago. And here he is playing arguably the best football of his career on his third team. The Bears, of course let him go prematurely, and he is shining on a lackluster team in the L.A. Chargers. So I will be tuning into that game as well. And I am not throwing any semblance of shade to the Buffalo Bills. I absolutely love Josh Allen and what he's capable of doing on a football field. And I have fantasy playoff implications in that game with the Bills returning from the bye Stephon Diggs and James Cook both in my lineup this weekend. So I hope they can do just enough on offense, but ultimately Kansas City coming out on top on its home field. So Nick, to round out the show here, I am going to ask you a question because we are in the home stretch of the National Football League season. You don't have to give me on both sides, NFC, AFC, but I would be remiss if I did not mention a game that occurred last week between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know about you, but the San Francisco 49ers have now become my clear-cut Super Bowl favorite in the NFC after manhandling the eagles at home so my question to you is nick are the philadelphia eagles fraudulent and do you have a favorite to go the distance in the nfc
1: uh too early for me to give that although i've got proof that my pick before the season i had the niners coming out so that's looking pretty smart but, no, I don't think the Eagles are are fraudulent. I mean, they're good enough to win in the margins in some games. However, defensively, they're old, and they're not quite as as talented as they were when guys were in their prime. I'll put it that way. Still a great team, but, yeah, it's a really, really tough matchup with San Francisco, who, when they turn it on, can simply beat anybody.
0: Nick, you summed it up perfectly there, and you know what I always say. A double-digit loss at home, eclipsing 20 points, is absolutely inexcusable for a team that was in the Super Bowl just a year ago. So I am not sold on these Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, you mentioned their defense. I think their offense can be one-dimensional at times, relying too heavily on DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurts in the short yardage. So I would not be stunned if Philadelphia has a short-lived appearance in the postseason come January. So, folks, thank you so much for joining us on another week of this football season and enjoy the spectacular weekend ahead of us in the wide world of sports. And as always, Joe's Bear down forever.